So good to be with you again. I'm just so excited to continue to dig into Jubilee. I pray that this has been a blessing and I want to encourage you, if you don't know what Jubilee is, if you're just catching up, if you're just uh, tuning in or you're just getting in here uh, to the Ministry of Faith Fire, I encourage you to go back and, and listen to the original uh, three messages about Jubilee and this season we're in right now. It doesn't come very often. It comes once every 49 years. And so we need to know what God is doing in his divine calendar. And I want to to talk about fighting for your jubilee so let us pray father i thank you uh, we're just going to dig into your heart right now god i pray that you allow the uh, meditations of my heart the words of my mouth to be pleasing in your sight oh god i pray that you uh, put me in under the mantle of the holy spirit command my mind now and my mouth may your people be edified may they be encouraged god may they be directed may they be corrected lord may they be built up in you in jesus name amen we are being built up into a holy temple Glory to God, and he does it by his word. And I want to tell you, uh, the word is, is opposed by the enemy. And so do your darndest to do whatever you can to allow the word of the Lord to get into your spirit and your heart. Make time to study his word, to listen to his word, to go to church and hear uh, the pastor over your life who's covering you to release the word of the Lord for your life in that season. And so we thank God for that. Um, I do feel like I should share, there's gonna be a message coming soon about pastors so that you know if you have the pastor that you need in your life. The Lord has been showing me some pastors are walking in the spirit of Egypt and we don't need that Egypt spirit in our, in our midst. So uh, stay tuned for that. But let us dig into Jubilee and fighting for Jubilee. Last time we talked about Caleb and how he went to Joshua uh, in the book of uh, Joshua and he said, give me my mountain. And the mountain was inhabited by giants. And the Lord anointed him to take his inheritance from the giants while the rest of the land was at rest. And how he had waited 45 years to get that which the Lord had promised him. And we talked about how this is pertinent to Jubilee because Jubilee is where Leviticus 25 promises us that, that in inheritance that has been stolen or has been given away or forfeited or sold can be restored and is restored by the promise of God in the year of Jubilee. And it says if that person had not yet been able to purchase or have that inheritance restored, that in the year of Jubilee, it will be restored to them. That is the promise of God. But there's a fight for some of us. And sometimes we think when there's a fight, that means that, that we don't have access or we don't have a right to something. But that's actually opposite is true. There are times because the enemy knows that you are coming to possess, that he opposes you. Amen, somebody. Remember when Daniel was seeking understanding about a vision from the Lord, how the Lord himself was uh, opposed and, and he was uh, restricted. The Lord himself had been uh, refused to reach Daniel to get the, the word of the Lord to his hearing for 21 days. And so there's a fight in the spirit as you are seeking the things that are spiritually yours. Amen, somebody? So let's talk about how uh, Hebron was restored to Caleb and then Caleb gave uh, springs to his daughter. And we talked about how that's a generational blessing, but we didn't talk about how Hebron had been inhabited by the Anakim in the beginning. How did that even happen? So Caleb was reconnecting Hebron to God's people. Hebron was a land, a, a spot of land Abraham inhabited. It's where Abraham lived. It's where he buried Sarah. And between Abraham and Caleb, the people of God had lost possession of this land and was now inherited by giants, which represent demonic spirits, demonic principalities, or, or demonic powers, I should say. And so Caleb reconnected the land back to God's people, but it was still inhabited. So you have to ask yourself, how, how did it get to be that way? How did it get to be that way? He had to fight to return to the heart of worship 
that went back to the original father of faith. The heart of worship was in the mountain. Mountains represent worship. He had thought to return the heart of worship back to that land. So where Israel had forgotten to worship, Caleb brought them even closer to the beginning. He brought them closer to God's original intent, and he did it by faith. He saw the giants, and he said, perhaps the Lord will give me the power to take out the giants. And he just went by faith that God was going to give it to him because God had promised him the land. This was in a land that the people of God thought they already had wiped out the enemy. Joshua 11:21 says they had eliminated Anakim and the people of Debir. So this was four chapters before restored the land. Four chapters ago, Joshua 11 says they had eliminated all the Anakim. So then how in the world did they come back? The Bible says when spirits see a, a, a soul clean and swept, they come back seeking shelter and they bring seven other spirits worse than that that they had before. So the person ends up worse than they were before. This comes from Matthew chapter 12, where it says in verse 43, when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest and finds none. So think about this from your bloodline's perspective. If there are spirits that have been involved in your bloodline and someone breaks that curse, those spirits still are seeking to return. That could be your story where, where you might have even broken a curse. You've experienced a measure of freedom and then some issues came back. Or you might have seen it in your bloodline where in the past, people were walking in righteousness and then somebody did something. They put their hand on something unclean. They did something that was a trespass against the Lord. They did not repent. They did not serve and follow God. And then something that had been eliminated from your bloodline has returned. And now you're dealing with it. And it's because that spirit doesn't stop trying to come back. So even if you're not experiencing, uh, if you're not experiencing what I just talked about, and you're walking out right now, Jubilee, you've got to guard the gates because those spirits are going to try to. And the, the blessing is you have the grace through prayer to protect your house. You have the grace through prayer to protect your household. You have the grace through prayer to protect your inheritance. So this unclean spirit goes out. It comes back seeking rest. And then it says in verse 44, I will return to my house. Do you hear how it says it has a possession of the house? It calls it my house. I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it empty, swept, and put in order. See, that's what we cannot allow. If that spirit, these Anakim spirits, they found the land empty. The people of God had been fighting everywhere else, but they had not yet taken possession of the land. And so the Anakim that had been wiped out, once the people of God left and went somewhere else and forgot about Hebron, the Anakim went right back because it was empty. And so we have to fill our hearts with God. We have to fill our lives with the Lord, meaning he's got to be our everything. Because those spirits are going to try to come in through your mind. They're going to try to uh, get you to reach for something. They're going to try to get you to medicate uh, by doing something unholy. They're going to try to get you to believe in some philosophy or even some political party more than you believe in God and begin to seek idols before you seek the Lord. So you have to fill your life with the Lord. And in verse 45, it says, then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter and dwell there. So they don't just want to come in. They want to dwell. They want to abide. They want to take possession of what they had before. That's why he said, it's my house. He's a lawbreaker, the, the enemy is. All of them are lawbreakers. And so even if they don't belong there, they still, they, they still think they have a right to be there. And so what we've got to do is make sure they don't have a right to be there by living our lives holy before the Lord. Don't give them uh, a way in. 
And it says, and the last state of that man is worse than the first, so shall it also be with this wicked generation. He's saying this is part and parcel of what we're experiencing right now. That the mental health crisis, that a lot of the physical disabilities and the things that we have that we see in our land, the divisions in our land, the, the sexual immorality, abortion, the violence in our land, all of this is a result of the fact how we have allowed spirits that say, this is my house, this is my family, this is my bloodline. We've allowed them to do that. And so we've got to fight in the spirit like Caleb did. The truth is the land that the people of God thought they conquered had not been guarded. And in the same way, familiar spirits you thought you overcame or familiar spirits that you did overcome will try to reenter your life and household and they will try to reenter your bloodline. But you have to wipe them out once and for all and occupy the land that is yours. You have to see the mountain of worship as your soul. Caleb said, give me my mountain. The Lord is saying, you need to make a demand for your soul. Give me my soul. You said that you want me to prosper and be in health as my soul prospers. So as my soul goes, so goes my life. And so I'm demanding my, my, to my totality of soul back. I want my soul to be at rest. The Lord wants you to be his house of worship, meaning your mind, body, your spirit, all of it. But there are familiar spirits, spirits that are familiar to your family, familiar to you, spirits that feel like they have a connection and an intimacy with you. They know what you like. They know what your flesh likes. Those spirits want to dull or obscure your relationship by taking residence where only God should dwell. And this is why we fight in this year of Jubilee. This is the year to fight. This is the year where there is a grace and an anointing that is unusual on this season so that you can receive your mountain, so that you can get your soul back. I began to prophesy two years ago about how God was so concerned, the Father's so concerned for the soul condition of his people and, and how he was allowing the pandemic, uh, the police brutality, the, uh, the issues over vaccines, the issues over masks and all these things that we're dealing with to expose our soul conditions and how we didn't love ourselves or love each other or love God as much as we think we do. And how we had all these idols, politics, religion, <laughs> money, possessions, the pleasures of this world. He was exposing our And so isn't it amazing how God in his sovereignty planted Jubilee right in the middle of this shaking? Why? Because he tried to wake us up to our issues for the first couple of years of this. And here we are in three years into or after the pandemic, three years after a new time was initiated by the Lord. We're in a new time. We've crossed over into a different time now. The book of Daniel talks about time, times, and half a time. That is larger. That's a greater measure than an hour or a season. It's a lesser measure than an age. We're always going to be in the same age, but there are different times within that age. And when we crossed over into the pandemic, it was God instituting another time. Uh, September 11th was a time. When that happened, that issued another time in the spiritual uh, calendar, in the spiritual way God organizes things. All of this is ordered by God. God is a God of order. All of this is order. All of, All of this is bringing God's glory uh, the way he wants it to, to bring, to be brought, to cover the earth as the water covers the sea. He does it through exposing his people to purification so his people can take authority and occupy the land and be the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So we need to allow the Jubilee to be what God ordained it to be. It needs to be where we take the things he's exposed that are in our souls, the golden calves that we've been worshiping, and to take them to God and fight for that to be removed 
for that demonic presence to be ushered out in Jesus's name. There is a grace and anointing on this season for you to take what is yours. Here is the promise in Jubilee in Leviticus 25, verse 13. In this year of Jubilee, each of you shall return to his possession. I got to say that again. In this year of Jubilee, each of you, say that's me, each of you shall return to his possession. And then listen to Leviticus 25, 28. But if he's not able to have, have it restored to himself, then what was sold shall remain in the hand of him who bought it until the year of Jubilee. Say until. Until the year of Jubilee. Things that you could not get back from the enemy until now, in this season, he's got to relinquish it. And in that Jubilee, it shall be released and he shall return to his possession, says the word of God. And once you win the victory, brother, once you win the victory, my sister, do not return to the vomit of your past like a dog eats his vomit. That's in the scriptures. Stand in the liberty where God has set you free and do not return to the yoke of bondage. Walk with the Lord and let him guide you in righteousness and you will inhabit the land. The word of the Lord in Psalm 37, 29 says, the righteous shall inherit the land and dwell therein forever. This is a progressive move of God. Just like the people of Israel were set and they were, to, they were set free to worship. As they worshiped and learned the Lord and they learned his heart and mind, he began to deal with some of their issues and their lack of faith, their, their, their immorality, their sexual immorality, their idolatry. He dealt with them. He was progressively taking them toward the promised land. And when they got into the promised land, he progressively was there with them as they took inheritance and took possession of the promised land. And, and for us, we are part of his righteous seed that are progressively taking back the earth for Jesus Christ. We are progressively taking back our families for Jesus Christ. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell therein forever. But will it be in your lifetime? I believe it is. I believe this Jubilee is part of the global shaking that God is doing and reviving the church by setting us free from idolatry, sexual immorality, the spirit of religion, the spirit of Egypt, the spirit of violence, the things that have been defiling God's church. He's saying this year, Jubilee, if you will open your ears and believe and open your heart and believe, it will be yours. But there could be a fight on your hands. But once you take out the enemy like Caleb did, he took out three giants in Hebron. You got to guard your possession. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this encouragement. We thank you for this teaching. We thank you, God, for the word of the Lord. We thank you for the mysteries. You said it's the glory of God to, to conceal a matter and the glory of kings. That's us to search it out. And so your prophetic word, your prophetic function, your prophetic ministry, your prophets are brought to, to, to people's uh, attention to, to speak to them so they know the times and what we should do. I thank you for the Issachar anointing that is teaching us what to do in this time and in this hour and in this season in our lives. God, I pray for the breakthrough in prayer. I pray for people to submit themselves to prayer. I pray for people to submit themselves to fasting. I pray for us to submit ourselves to fighting in the spirit, not in the natural, that we might learn your statutes. Give us a new heart. Give us a heart of flesh. Take out the stone in our flesh, God. Give us a new spirit that we might walk in your statutes. We love you for the new wine, but God, we first need a new wine skin. We need to have our spirits and our souls cleaned and swept so that you can inhabit and dwell there and we can have our inheritance, which is worship 
worshiping you. You are our inheritance, Jesus. We want all that you are to manifest as the abundant life in our lives. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, I bless God for you. You can find us always at faithfireworldwide.com. So overjoyed. Uh, I'm going to be releasing several small bits of prophetic um, alert um, to show you how the Lord is confirming that which he's been releasing through this ministry and how we need to continue to pray into those things. Uh, we also invite you to join us in our newsletter. If you go to our website, you can subscribe to our newsletter and uh, we praise God for you. We thank God for you. We thank God for you. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you. May he lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, until next time, bye-bye. Take care.